Welcome to the Wild Soulcast. I'm your host, Anna Kinkela. This is a sacred space where we hold deep conversations on spirituality, conscious leadership, feminism, creativity, and how to more meaningfully and intentionally nurture connection within ourselves and with others. Welcome to the Wild Soulcast. This is your host, Anna Kinkela, and thank you so much for joining me for episode 15, where we are diving into how to truly nurture deep inner trust within yourself. I am diving into this topic today because I consider inner trust to be the staple of pretty much anything that you want to achieve in your business or in your life. It's really the glue. Without trust, deep inner trust, it's going to be really difficult to take action steps that are in alignment with what your intuitive sense is communicating to you, what your wild soul is inviting you to consider. And so as we dive into this conversation on trust, we're really talking about how much are we willing to surrender to our deeper inner knowing and our ability to, to surrender is dependent on our ability to really exercise the trust muscle. And trust is a muscle. It is something that you build over time. And it's also something that fluctuates depending on the things that happen in our life, the experiences that we have. And it's always something that we are continually walking towards and never arriving at. So there is really no point where you just come to the space of, oh, I now trust myself really deeply. Like everything else in our life, it's a practice. And, you know, throughout our lives, if we continually return to inner trust, it's more about the deepening, deepening into the layers of trust and embodying new levels of trust within ourselves. As human beings, we have a difficult time with inner trust because we are often so embedded within the inner storyteller that exists in our mind, right? So the fear, the doubt, the places where we feel insecure or unsure of ourselves, the not enoughness, the worthiness pieces, we tend to really wrap ourselves up in those stories. And when it comes to truly releasing and surrendering into something that our body is communicating to us is right for us, or that our intuitive voice is saying, yes, this is a yes, just go for it. The ego is pretty quick to chime in and say, but you're not really ready for that. Or, you know, I'm not sure that I can do this well enough, or I'm afraid that people will judge me. I'm afraid to be seen, right? So there's all of these things that come up in our mind as a reaction to some of the intuitive pieces that arise in our awareness. And there is a moment in that space where then we have 
the ability to choose whether we are going to follow our intuitive knowing, follow our body's sense of what it's tuning into in the moment, what it's saying is right for us, or whether we are going to succumb to the fear or succumb to the doubt or succumb to the thoughts of we're not enough, we're not ready, we're not worthy, whatever the story is, right? And so there's kind of this internal battle that happens. And sometimes it's very conscious for some folks because they're very aware that it's happening. And other times it's unconscious. So um, if you are you know, not practicing, maybe tuning into your intuitive sense and distinguishing the voices in your mind between, oh, this is my intuition and this is my ego voice, then you might not even be aware of you choosing um, something that's really based in your fear or in your doubt of yourself. And also sometimes there are certain areas of our life where Our fear is so strong and the way that we react, the way that we behave and the way that we are in certain spaces is so automatic that we might not even get a chance to tune into the difference between our intuition and some of our ego parts that are arising in that space. So it's really about a process of allowing the unconscious to become conscious if we're struggling with a certain particular area of our life, right? So, you know, inner trust needs to be built in all of the different areas of our life. And so in some instances, we might do really well with trusting ourselves when it comes to our business, but maybe not so much when it comes to relationships. And inner trust And our ability to trust ourselves is so interwoven with fear. The fear part is present in every single decision that we make outside of our comfort zone. And usually our intuition does stretch us out of our comfort zone. It really helps us step into the unknown because our intuitive sense is meant to really guide us into the spaces where we can really expand, right? And that means that automatically we are stepping out of who we are, what we are, where we are right now in order to expand in a different direction. So there's beautiful things that happen in that space and it's also hella, hella scary. And this is exactly why the trust piece within ourselves is so so important because at the end of the day, the fear is always going to be there. You can't get rid of the fear, but what you can do is you can build the net of trust within yourself. And that takes time and that takes consistent practice and consistent action steps, not just internal work, but also the external action that is going to help you build that relationship. So just like in any other relationship where you're, you know, building trust with someone, getting to know them, a big piece of building trust within yourself is showing up for yourself, taking, you know, sometimes small leaps of faith on yourself and in what you're creating. And through those action steps, really 
being able to illuminate to you that you are able to do something, that you are able to show up fully, that you are more capable than your ego voices, your ego parts tell you that you are. So it's just like with any other relationship where you want someone not just talk about trusting you or, you know, talk about loving you, you want them to show you, you need to do the same thing for yourself. It's about you deepening in relationship with yourself and then taking action steps on the hits, the intuitive hits that you receive so that you can demonstrate to you that what your soul is communicating to you is validated, that you see it, that you believe in it. So if you want someone to believe in you, you also have to believe in yourself and trust in yourself and really validate your own feelings, your own internal deep knowing, which is something that women are not taught to do and women are criticized for in our society. I can't even count the number of times that, you know, I've expressed to someone that I feel a certain way and, you know, they've told me that my feeling is irrational or, you know, that I've communicated to someone in an intuitive sense and they've kind of dismissed it and said, well, what's your evidence, right? And there's so many ways that people in our own life do that and also, the way that our culture, our society does that continually, making women's emotions irrational or our intuitive sense, whether for women or men, that, you know, intuition doesn't have evidence behind it. So therefore, it's not actually valid in some way, right? And so these are all kind of messages that we've all received throughout our life. And those messages have definitely impacted um, our ability or our willingness, rather, to truly trust that knowing within us. And so when we actually look at the shadow parts of our inner trust, right, which is important to do before we can sometimes even take the action steps needed to build our trust muscle, the shadow parts that we're looking at is, you know, what are the messages that you've received about trusting yourself. And when I say trusting yourself, I mean, trusting your intuition. There's surface level trust of ourselves, like, you know, do you trust yourself to pay the bills on time to show up um, for appointments on time, right? Do you trust yourself to be a good friend or a good partner or, you know, whatever the role is, whatever the identity is. And then there's like deep bone level trust in what is coming up within you and taking action steps based on the information that you're receiving in that space. And that is the place where inner trust really needs to bloom and grow. So one of the examples that I'm going to use as a demonstration of what it means to really trust yourself and take action steps is, do you say yes to things that you really want to say yes to, that you feel in your body are truly a yes for you, whether it means, you know, making an investment in your business or whether it means taking a bubble bath or going for a run or for a walk or just allowing yourself to sleep in the middle of the day because your body is saying, yes, yes, this is what I need. And 
On the other side, do you allow yourself to say no? Do you allow yourself to create really necessary boundaries between you and your business, you and your work, you and your partner, you and your friends, you and anything else in your life, right? The ability to say no without needing to apologize, without needing to make explanations, or even without actually saying yes when you really want to say no is such a huge piece, such a huge building block of building the foundation to deep inner trust for myself and every other client that I've ever worked with. Saying yes or saying no has been something that has had to be practiced in a very intentional way, meaning recognizing what are the spaces where I tend to say no when I really want to say yes And what are the spaces where I say yes, but I really want to say no? And how can I start to honor those yeses and nos more intentionally and more powerfully in my life? In order to be able to reclaim our yeses and nos, whatever those are for us individually, we also have to recognize why We've been so uncomfortable saying yes in certain situations and saying no in other situations. All of it boils down to the ability for us to feel safe in our bodies and feel safe in saying yes or no in whatever situation is presenting in front of us. And because of the way that, you know, women have been socialized to be people pleasers and to put other people's needs before their own, there's a lot of hesitation that comes up with yeses and nos. And that's a big piece of what needs to be recognized and reclaimed in that space. Because if you remain in a space of people pleasing all the time, or trying to put everyone else's needs before your own, you're always going to be shrinking away from your own needs and your own desires. The reality is, is that historically, familially, it wasn't always safe for women to say yes and no in lots of different types of situations, specifically when they've experienced violence. And that is something that is very culturally and socially present for women and also people of color is that saying yes and no in certain situations has had really dangerous consequences. And even though we're talking about a yes or no, even as it relates to like taking a bath or just, you know, resting, that peace is still embedded within our body, within our experience. And our body actually doesn't distinguish sometimes the difference between like, this is a place where I could potentially get physically harmed versus this is a place where I'm just not going to be liked. And our body doesn't actually distinguish between those two things. This is where some of the fear comes in. This is where the this piece of like fitting in and being liked and being accepted also fits in. Because fitting in, being liked, being accepted has a lot of safety to it, right? If people think that I fit in, if people like me, then they're not going to hurt me. And, you know, for some, this might be a huge jump to make. And what I also know is true is that trauma lives in our body 
and generational trauma lives in our body. So whether you've experienced it individually or, you know, whether that's an experience that your family members have had, it is part of the collective. So when we look at systems of oppression like patriarchy and white supremacy, the safety of what it means to actually own our desire, the safety of what it actually means to draw strong boundaries with other people is also triggering this whole history of violence, of, you know, moments where people have actually been in danger for creating boundaries, for validating their desires, right? And so, It's important for us to recognize that our body remembers things that we're not even consciously aware of in the moment, but it's present there. And sometimes the ability for us to say yes or no is very much embedded in our ability to feel safe in saying yes or no, whether that rationally makes sense in the specific moment that we're discussing or not. And so a lot of it is actually reclaiming safety within our body, reclaiming home within our own body, and reclaiming those narratives and being able to stand in our own power and in our own truth in those moments. And as I talk about the systems of oppression that we've all grown up in, that we've all lived in, that generations of our family have lived in, right? Patriarchy, white supremacy, We also have to understand that our relationship with trust is deeply embedded within those systems and with how we walk in the world. So similarly to how I was talking about fear in the previous episode, it's also important to acknowledge that our relationship with trust and our ability to trust, whether it's others or ourselves, is also reflective of the experiences that we've had Um, within society and within culture, and how we are perceived in that society and in that culture. So all of that is intricately embedded within trust. It's just not something that is consciously visible to most of us, depending on the level of privilege that we have in that space. So a lot of the reclamation of, you know, our own deep inner trust is also a reclamation of our bodies as we walk in the world in human form. And how can we feel safe in all of our identities, even when we don't have control over how the external environment is policing different parts of our identity and policing our bodies. So that is the crucial piece of the work that each person has to individually learn within themselves what feels safe for me right now, what feels like a space where I can make a leap and trust my body more, and what doesn't feel safe for me quite yet. Where do I need to do more trust building in order for me to find more safety within myself and within my body and how it exists in this environment, in this space and time? So the body and trust is deeply interlinked. And how your body is perceived and in what environment you exist in is also important to this work. And trust isn't as simple as just take the leap of faith, just trust. 
It is about really looking at your own individual story, your own individual history, the messages that you've grown up with and how you fit in within the larger social context, and then working within that to reclaim those parts little by little as it feels safe. Sometimes that can look like big leaps of trust that you take, and other times it can mean really small steps in that direction, and there's no better or worse way to do it. It's just what feels good to me. How can I work with myself and my body to slowly deepen in my trust within myself? In the spiritual world, I think we often talk about, you know, just trust the universe, right? And that phrase, even though I liked the concept, really turned me off at first because A, I had a pretty complex relationship with spirituality a couple of years ago. And thinking about trusting something that was outside of myself felt really unapproachable to me and felt like I was you know, trusting something very vague and unknowing to, you know, my human experience. And, you know, as I've grown spiritually, of course, you know, we talk a lot about how you are the universe and how, you know, you are a reflection of that beautiful divine force that is the universe. And so, you know, when when we talk about trusting in the universe, to me, it's really about deeply trusting within yourself and finding that cosmic knowing of your unlimited being, of your limitlessness, and tapping into that and trusting that. So you can take those big leaps, you can take those big strides in the direction of trusting the universe if you first actually deepen within yourself and find the limitlessness within you, find the magic within you, and actually embody that part of yourself and how you live in it and how you lead. So trust is, yes, doing the smaller action steps every day in order to listen to your intuition and reclaim your yeses and nos with whatever that looks like for you individually. And it's also building a relationship with that universal self that lives within you, that lives within your body and nurturing that connection. The more that you start to feel that universal connection, the more that you start to tap into the synchronicity that exists around you, which our human self doesn't necessarily always look for the more you can really tap into that energy and nurture that space within you, whether that means, you know, meditating or walking in nature or noticing the small little messages that you receive from the universe, right? The more you expand within that, the more you recognize the magic within that, the more you're going to build that container of trust. So on one level, it is taking individual action steps and creating boundaries and saying no and saying yes when you mean it. But it's also recognizing the magic within you and the magic that exists outside of you, which honestly can sometimes be challenging when we're having a hard time in our life or when there's a lot of horrible things happening in the world like there is right now. 
it can be challenging to tap into that space and really hold the space of both being the human that we are, but also always reaching for and dipping into our divine limitlessness, the magic that is still here, despite all the shadows and all the darkness that exist at the same time. So nurturing deep in our trust is about, you know, finding the limitlessness and magic within you, the expansion within you and tapping into that, but also not spiritually bypassing everything that is happening within you and that is happening in the world. And I think that this is a balance and a practice that we're all learning how to be in continuously and how to really walk with the shadow and, you know, walk with the light, be in the shadow and be in the light almost simultaneously, you know, or, you know, I think more realistically, just being able to flow with whatever the day brings. And how can I really be present in the shadow of everything that's arising within me and within my environment while also seeking out the joy and the magic all at the same time, right? And that is that is a continual practice. That is a continual intentional piece that we have to come back to. In that way, trust is really interwoven with our ability to access our joy and our ability to tap into the magic that's within us and around us. And so trust is certainly a multi-layered process. And it also isn't that complex at the end of the day when you do these practices all the time, when you reflect and make conscious what's happening around you and within you. And when you make the choice to experience the joy, even within the pain. Deep inner trust is the medicine that we all need. And like I said at the beginning of the podcast, it is really the glue to both your business and your life. And the reason is because our human mind is so quick to quit or give up before we've reached the goal that we've been desiring to reach. Our human mind is so quick to judge us, to tell us that we're not enough, that we'll never get there, that we won't succeed, that we'll fail, that trust is the fuel that keeps you going, that keeps you pushing forward, even when what's happening around you feels utterly disappointing and discouraging. I've had so many of those moments in my own entrepreneurship journey where I just wasn't feeling like I was making any progress. I was feeling like I was failing. I was feeling like no one was hearing me, that no one cared, that I didn't have what it took to be in my business. And, you know, the same has definitely been true in different moments of my life. And what got me through those moments is the larger trust in myself and also the universal plan, knowing that my body was 
clearly communicating to me that this business, this path was right for me. Coming back to the deep knowing within me that I know that this is meant for me and that I trust that part of myself implicitly, right? And when I've had my lowest moments, when I've been sobbing, when I've felt so discouraged and really deeply immersed in the shadow, I've been able to build that trust muscle to the point where I've been able to just access that piece of myself, that magic, that limitlessness within me that's whispered back to me and said, it's going to be okay. It's going to work out just fine. Allow yourself to have this moment. Allow yourself to be in the desperation and the pain of everything that you're feeling. And then get back up tomorrow and continue on because you're meant for this. And to have a part of you be able to talk back to those ego pieces that arise naturally within all of us and for you to believe that part and to trust that part of you is the best thing, is the best energetic fuel that you can have that will push you forward in the direction of who you are becoming and who you already are, right? But who you're not claiming in this present moment because it requires shedding some layers, shedding conditioning. And through that whole process, your own deep trust within yourself is what's going to help pull you forward. Don't underestimate the power of you deepening within yourself and you truly building that trust muscle over time. And it's really a combination of spiritual practices that help you tap into your own limitlessness and magic and everyday ways that you can continually validate your own emotions, validate your own full body yeses and full body noes. And that culminates into you hearing that voice and then you eventually trusting that voice and getting back up the next day. We spend so much time talking about business and leadership from a doing perspective, from, you know, what are the strategies, what are the formulas, what are the ways that we can be effective leaders or, you know, effective business entrepreneur people. And we rarely talk about what it really takes for us, for you to hold that container within yourself. And that is the true magic, the true quote unquote formula that needs to be behind the scenes of everything that you do in your business and life. You need to build the container of you. You need to build the container of your own deepening in order for the action and for the external results to happen. And one of the key ingredients is that trust. So start there and build that inner container and that inner way of being within yourself. Thank you so much for joining me today on this episode about building deep inner trust within yourself. 
If you loved this episode, if you're really enjoying this podcast and finding value from it, I would love it if you would leave us a written review so that others know to tune into the podcast. Have a beautiful rest of your week and I will see you all next time.